the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad to be with you. You can find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. If it's Oklahoma State, we've got it covered right here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me. Make sure you stay until the very end today because there is a clip from Mike Gundy that will be a trivia answer And we're going to give away two tickets to Friday night's basketball game against West Virginia. I've got two tickets to that game that are going to go unused. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm giving them away on the podcast to one of my great listeners. Uh, So somebody will be getting two tickets. You can tweet me to get those. And the trivia question uh, I will give to you later on in this podcast. And it will be in relation to some Mike Gundy audio that you'll hear here, here in just a little bit. All right, let's go ahead and dive in. A lot of Mike Gundy today. He had a really good press conference yesterday, dove into a, uh, a ton of good stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and dive in, and we'll, we'll hit all the Mike Gundy stuff, and then at the end, if we have any time left, and I don't know that we will, uh, then we'll get some other things as well. If not, we'll, we'll just push some of that stuff until tomorrow. So let's start. Uh, Mike Gundy just talking about moving forward to West Virginia, kind of what they looked like this past weekend against Manhattan. Here's Mike Gundy talking about the Mountaineers. Moving forward now to West Virginia, got an early morning kickoff. And um, obviously they played really well last week. Um, went in and won in Manhattan. We all know it's a difficult place to play. And uh, their defense is, has been good all year. When I, when I started watching games on them, they've had a game or two that maybe they feel like they, uh, they didn't play as good as they wanted to. But uh, they've been very consistent. They get pressure with their down guys. Uh, they tackle really well. One thing I noticed right off the bat was they don't miss a lot of tackles. They're aggressive. Uh, they're playing well on defense. They gave up a, gosh, 80-yard touchdown pass or 75-yard touchdown pass first play of the game, and then after that, I don't think that Kansas State scored a touchdown for maybe three quarters. I'm not for sure uh, when they actually scored their other touchdown. So, um, and then offensively, they, uh, I guess they they found a quarterback they're comfortable with. They made the change, and um, young man that uh, transferred, I think, from Bowling Green, uh, played well for him, uh, was effective with the football, took care of the football and made enough plays to win and and uh, so it was a good win for them and um, we'll look forward to preparation this week and uh, early morning kickoff out there in Morgantown. West Virginia has certainly started to play some better football. Look, they're not one of the better teams in this conference and it's a game Oklahoma State should win but I mean they've played tough lately. They played Baylor within three points uh, on that weeknight game Thursday or Friday. I I think it was a Thursday night game uh, down in Waco. They played Baylor to a three-point game uh, they just beat Kansas State in Manhattan. So it certainly seems like Kansas State has, or is at least trying to, not Kansas State, they just beat Kansas State. Certainly seems like West Virginia is at least trying to turn a corner and play a little better football. So this is certainly going to be no cakewalk for Oklahoma State. Uh, now let's go ahead and go back, talk about the game against Kansas uh, on Saturday. It was a good win for Oklahoma State, an easy win. You know, we, we've been wanting Oklahoma State to cruise to a victory against an inferior opponent, and that's what they did on Saturday against the Jayhawks. Mike Gundy was asked about his offensive line against Kansas, how they played. You know, it kind of seemed like Kansas was loading up to stop Chuba Hubbard. Uh, so here's what Mike Gundy had to say about the play of his offensive line on Saturday. They were box heavy. 
uh, and uh, at times uh, they did. You know, we hit him on a couple screens for almost 50 yards. Kind of goes unnoticed. You know, his total yardage for the game was 180 something, um, and people, you know, kind of considered it an average day. 180 total yards is a pretty good day for a running back. Uh, so that allowed us to get the ball down the field a little bit. Obviously, we hit him on a big pass play and uh, hit him on some screens and such. But uh, I thought our offensive line played just fine. We didn't break a lot of tackles in this game. We've we've done an, we've broken more tackles uh, in the last month than what we did. But for the most part, uh, the offensive line played pretty good. I think we would all agree that this year's offensive line for Oklahoma State is probably the best offensive line since 2014. I think that's probably accurate. Uh, so you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff there. Uh, Charlie Dickey and those guys doing a great job coming in in the first year. And the offensive line's playing pretty well, which has obviously been huge. Uh, you know, whenever you have the nation's leading rusher, he's not doing that on his own. The, the offensive line's done a great job this season. Drew Brown got in and had the big pass to Stoner. He, he had some success in the second half of that game. Mike Gundy was asked a couple of things. One, um, about Drew Brown's play and, and the great pass he hit to Stoner. And two, you know, why not let him air it out more? Is it just because you're you're already up 31, you, you kind of don't want to rub it in on less there? Or what's the situation for not letting him take more shots? Here's what Mike Gundy had to say about Drew Brown. Yeah, we were up by, what, 30 or something. I'm not sure how many points we were up. And so, um, you know, we're going to let other guys play and, and get some experience and rush run the football. There's really no reason to throw the ball down the field. Um, but we were pleased with Drew. Drew's been um, – a great illustration of a culture here at Oklahoma State. You know, I mentioned this after the game. He actually was a captain in that game because of all the hard work and effort he's put in and, uh, and the commitment he's had to our program. So we enjoy uh, seeing him have success, and he, he came out and played well. Talked about it yesterday. It was great to see Drew Brown get out there and uh, have the long touchdown pass to Dylan Stoner. For Drew Brown, I cannot imagine how difficult it's been. You know, he transferred over from Hawaii to spend his final either season or his final two college seasons, it ended up being since he took his red shirt a season ago. I mean, he transferred to Oklahoma State to finish out his college career as the Cowboy quarterback, and it didn't play out that way. He lost the job a year ago to Taylor Cornelius. He lost the job this year to Spencer Sanders. He ended up transferring over from Hawaii to sit and be a backup for two seasons. I can't imagine how difficult that's been for him. So it was great to see him get out and have a little bit of success on Saturday. And like Mike Gundy mentioned, he was a captain in that game because he's been so great for this team and he's so well respected by his teammates. All right, this is Colby Powell. This is Locked on Pokes. Need to take a break, come back on the other side. On the other side, we're talking uh, we're talking Spencer Sanders, Dylan Stoner, and the Oklahoma State defense. Hearing from Mike Gundy on all of that. Remember, trivia question later in this episode, giving away two tickets to Friday night's Cowboy basketball game against Western Michigan. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes. We're rolling along here on a Tuesday, taking a listen to everything Mike Gundy had to say in his Monday press conference. Let's go ahead and keep it rolling here. Uh, I pulled way too much audio because Mike Gundy had way too many good things to say yesterday at his press conference. So let's keep it rolling. Uh, he was asked about Spencer Sanders responding to the rough patch in the middle of the season, namely the Texas Tech and Baylor games. And, and then Spencer's done a lot better, especially taking care of the ball. Mike Gundy alludes to that here. Here he is talking about Spencer Sanders. He's done well, and we, we implemented some uh, 
some ways to try to correct the issue and you know I set up here a month ago or whenever it was five weeks ago that in most cases those things don't happen overnight he's been successful at, at what um, hurt him and our team in the middle part of the year which is putting the ball on the ground and um, we've worked hard on it and from a drill standpoint and he's um, gotten better uh, he's starting to settle in uh, in at the position he's playing has a better feel and his ability to make decisions and then make adjustments on the sideline is getting better each week. Spencer Sanders taking care of the ball is really the difference in winning and losing for Oklahoma State. You look at the two losses to Texas Tech and Baylor. I mean, the reason Oklahoma State lost those games is because Spencer Sanders failed to take care of the ball, and he's done a much better job against Iowa State, against TCU. It was the opposing quarterback turning the ball over, and then he did a good job in the two-and-a-half quarters he played Saturday against Kansas as well. There was a play early in that game, and uh, it, it was a great play. Spencer Sanders... Felt some pressure, did a good job, kind of took a little step up, allowed Dylan Stoner to come open and hit him down the field. It was really a great play from uh, Spencer to Stoner. And Mike Gundy was asked about Spencer being impatient and improving throughout the season and specifically about that play. Early in the year, uh, you know, first thing that would happen is he would spread, it, spread his hands. He's got the ball in one hand, and then he would start taking off. And um, he moved around a little bit. Dylan Kane opened and made a throw. And that's what guys do that – start to get it at this level. Uh, you watch, you know, I'm at home and uh, last night when I got home, um, Gunner got home, he's showing me highlights of the guy at LSU, the, the plays he made in the pocket with the ball in his hands where he made a guy miss, he ducked under a guy, still had the ball in his hands and made the throw. And uh, we, we, we have those discussions and Spencer and Drew and, and obviously at my house. And so that's what quarterbacks do when they're good at it. He's That kid's become a master at it. And so those are things that Spencer had to improve quickly because we all know when you put the ball on the ground, it's not going to help us win games. In fact, it's going to give us not a very good chance to win games. So he's improved in that area. So Spencer Sanders has been playing a lot better, but you know, after that Iowa State game, there was a lot of concern from, from me as well about the Oklahoma State offense and its ability to operate without Tylen Wallace, expecting teams to load the box to stop Chuba Hubbard. Uh, what will Spencer Sanders be able to do in the passing game with no Tylen? And I tell you what, Dylan Stoner, Landon Wolf, uh, you, you know, this receiving core has really stepped up. And Mike Gundy was asked about Dylan Stoner and other receivers, you know, raising their level of play without Tylen Wallace. Well, they're doing a great job. I mean, it's obvious Dylan is a guy that's going to get a lot of passes. Um, uh, we, we've had to make some adjustments scheme wise. You know, when you lose an explosive player who's giving you about 135 or 40 yards a game, however many yards he was giving us. Uh, it's not easy to overcome that. You have to make some changes. Other guys have to do things that they're a little bit uncustomed, and Dylan's done a great job. Wolf's been, been in there, and obviously Landon has given us a, a, a threat at the other side of the ball. And then the other guys are playing their role. It hasn't just been the offensive side of the ball that's uh, improved as the season's gone along. The defense the last few weeks has been phenomenal against Iowa State and TCU. All the turnovers forced, and then the starters, for all intents and purposes, pitched a shutout against Kansas. Kansas got two garbage-time touchdowns late. Mike Gundy was asked about the play of his defense the last few weeks and their ability to force so many turnovers. In the game today, you, you win the turnover battle, you minimize big plays, and you tackle well. Particularly in this league, it gives you a chance to win. If you don't, you, you can look at just about everybody in this league and you, it gives you a chance to lose. And uh, our guys are playing well. Um, I think that Coach Knowles and the staff are starting to get a little more accustomed to this league uh, in, in the schemes and different style of play that we have. Uh, 
I think that's getting instilled in the players. I think they're getting a little more accustomed and they're all working together. And the other thing you have to remember is this is really, last week was really the first week that they were healthy. I mean, they, we were in some, had some serious issues health-wise up the first of the year. I mean, we were one deep at linebacker, both spots. And then um, Devin started to come back and then he broke his hand or whatever he did to his hand. That was after he'd set out for five weeks. Uh, and then Eamon, whatever he did, uh, and then we had issue with Trey, and then Peel has been hurt on and off, and Evers has been hurt, and Tyler Lacey. We had some issues that we really couldn't function very well as we were trying to make some adjustments throughout the season. Last week was the first week that we really had a two deep that could practice full speed. So they've done a nice job just keeping their head above the water with, with not having a lot of guys to practice with the first six or seven weeks of the season. One of the guys who's had a big impact defensively is true freshman Trace Ford. I don't know if anybody expected to be this good this early. He had an interception on the Kansas trick play on Saturday. Uh, Mike Gundy was asked if he expected this big of an impact this early from Trace Ford. Not as a freshman. Um, he's, he's done well. Uh, he's made the adjustment. So far, he hadn't hit the wall. Most true freshmen that play as much as, as he has in games will hit a wall at some point. They just get tired. And practice is hard. It's more than they've ever had. Lifting's difficult. Uh, the games are exhausting. The wear and tear of a season, um, school, all those things. And he's handled himself really well. Um, he was in 40 plays last week. That's about where he ought to be for his age and the youth. But I didn't uh, anticipate him being dis disruptive as a true freshman. And last but certainly not least, we could not talk about the Oklahoma State defense and hear from Mike Gundy without hearing him talk about the play of Colby Harvell Peel, who has been simply phenomenal. I looked it up this morning. I wanted to know where he ranked uh, in, in the country in terms of interception leaders, and he's near the top. He's got five interceptions this season, which ranks him tied for fourth in the country. Uh, believe it or not, Douglas Coleman down at Texas Tech is actually the leader in the country in interceptions with eight. So Colby Harvell Peel with his five interceptions ranks uh, tied for fourth in the country, but he's been phenomenal all year. Not just the interceptions, pass breakups, tackles, being a leader for this defense. Mike Gundy was asked about Colby Harvell Peel's play this season, and here's what he had to say. He's always around the ball when it's on the ground or gets tipped. It's crazy. It's like Sean Lewis was years ago for us. We used to joke about it, that if there's ever a tip ball or somebody fumbles it, Sean Lewis is standing around there to pick it up or catch it. And that's what's happened with him. He's um, he just in the right place at the right time a lot, but he also capitalizes on it. Some young men don't catch it, don't make those catches. See, that one catch he had was not an easy catch. That ball was coming fast, it was tipped, and it was behind him. So. He's in the right place at the right time, but he also capitalizes on his opportunities. And, you know, he's had a – I had a caller this morning on my Big 12 call and talked about all-conference. I don't – I mean, I don't think now with his numbers that's any question. I think he may have even more than that with the numbers he's got. It's pretty phenomenal for the position he plays. So we're proud of him. He's worked hard. He, he was a freshman last year and kind of hit a wall. He was got fatigued, and and uh, the last two or three regular season games, he was tired, didn't wasn't near as productive, and then he had a little break, and in the bowl game, he played really well again. Great stuff from Mike Gundy. Colby Harvey Peel has been simply phenomenal for this Cowboy defense. Need to take a break, come back. We'll give you the trivia question. The answer will be in Mike Gundy's answer, so make sure you stick around for that. Giving away two tickets for Oklahoma State's game Friday against Western Michigan at home as the Cowboy uh, basketball squad looks to go to 5-0 and on the season. 
I want to talk to everybody about DoorDash. You need to treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKED. On All caps, one word, locked on. If you're listening on the go and you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this offer and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Glad everyone is with me. We'll hear more from Mike Gundy and wrap this thing up next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, All right, we got a few more things to hear from Mike Gundy, including our trivia question. But before we get that, Mike Gundy, he was asked what we don't see, all of us, what we don't see from Chuba Hubbard that makes him so special. And, And when Mike Gundy gets asked to talk about Chuba Hubbard, he tends to go on for a while, and he's practically glowing when he talks about Chuba. You, you can tell how much he, he truly admires this young man and, and what he's done for Oklahoma State Cowboy football this season. And uh, so, so Mike Gundy, long answer here, talking about what we don't see about Chuba Hubbard that makes him so special. Off the field, there's two things. He's humble and he's unselfish. That gives him a chance to continue to work hard and not think that he's arrived. Fortunately, I've been around a lot of really good players in my 30 years of football and uh, in a lot of guys that, um, not a lot, some guys that think they arrive and they don't continue to get better because your your natural instincts don't allow you to, to push and work hard. So off the field, he's got that. He's quiet and to himself. He's humble. He's unselfish. He's powerful and he's highly intelligent. So we can do a lot of different things with him. Um, we don't do a lot with him right now just based on we try to protect him a little bit. I know people are saying, well, you let him carry the ball 30 times or 25, but we're really trying to protect him because we should throw the ball more to him. I don't know what his yards per catch is, but it's pretty good. That's a different way for a running back to approach the game. You're looking this way, getting the ball, you take hits, different things. So I'm a little concerned about that. That's why we don't throw the ball to him as much as we should. Um, but he's he's very powerful, um, he's highly intelligent, and um, he's uh, he has the ability to make a move five yards away from a guy, and, and he knows how that move work ties in with his speed that that guy can't tackle him. Like everybody's different runners. Like Barry Sanders would get right in your face and make a move, and you couldn't touch him. Um, Chuba makes his moves five, six yards away from a guy, even if it's like this, and he goes this way, and then that guy can't catch him because he knows how fast he is. Those are the things that make him a special back. Great stuff from Mike Gundy. Chuba Hubbard must be an absolute joy to coach. He's been phenomenal this season, and hopefully he makes his way to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Uh, talked quite a bit about that on yesterday's Locked on Pokes. So if you missed yesterday's, you can go back and hear my little mini rant uh, I did in, in the toward the latter end of the first segment yesterday about Chuba and his – you know, deserving to be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Uh, all right, Mike Gundy uh, has kind of a lot going on in his personal life. His son Gunner is a senior at Stillwater, and his son plays 
in the state semifinal game on Friday night. And then the Cowboys play at 11 a.m. in Morgantown on Saturday morning. So Mike Gundy was asked if he has any plans to stick around for Gunner's semifinal game on Friday night. You know, I, that's a tough one for me. Um, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of feel my way through it. Um, we're playing on the East Coast at 11 a.m. So, uh, you know, I... Uh, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do. Hadn't got that far. I'm still uh, deep into West Virginia film and all that. But at some point, obviously, I'll have to make a decision. Yeah, I do not envy the position Mike Gundy is in. The, the scheduling worked out very poorly where the semifinal game falls the week that Oklahoma State is playing at Morgantown. Uh, look, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. If you travel to Morgantown and don't stick around to watch Gunner and, and they lose that game, now all of a sudden you've missed your son's last high school football game uh and on the flip side if you do stick around to watch gunner play on friday night you get there uh late to morgantown and then oklahoma state loses that game there will inevitably be some people who say that mike gunny should have been more committed to having his team ready to play saturday and not stuck around for the game friday night i assure you you will not hear that here if i was mike gundy i would stick around for gunner's game uh, if Oklahoma State loses to, to West Virginia on Saturday, it will not be because Mike Gundy flew in to Morgantown after sticking around to watch Gunder play in the state semifinal. So if I was Mike Gundy, I would stick around and watch my son. Uh, you know, you only have so many opportunities for those things, and it could be Gunner Gundy's last high school uh, game. So if I, were, if I were Mike Gundy, I would stick around for that. We'll see what he elects to do. All right, it's time now for the trivia question. And the answer, I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you listen to Mike Gundy and then I'll tell you the question. The answer can be found in this clip from Mike Gundy talking about Dylan Galloway. Mike Gundy's talking about Dylan Galloway here. Take a listen. You know, his nickname's Big Sleepy. Uh, because he always looks like he's asleep. All right, so the trivia question is simple. What is Dylan Galloway's nickname? Tweet me Dylan Galloway's nickname, at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Either place, at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. First one to tweet me the correct answer uh, gets two tickets to Friday night's game, Oklahoma State hosting Western Michigan. Mike Boynton squad looking to go to 5-0. and oh. Again, what is Dylan Galloway's nickname? Tweet me that, at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. So glad everyone was with me today. Subscribe and rate this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. We will do it again tomorrow, diving inside the numbers, taking a look, comparing Oklahoma State and West Virginia, trying to figure out who has the advantage where. That is tomorrow. Glad you were with me today. Tweet me the answer to that trivia question, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. And thanks for listening to Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.